Welcome to the Andrew D'Angelo podcast. Constant Constants. Each week, Andrew, renowned jazz saxophonist and brain cancer survivor, invites us to look at the many worlds of his guests with conversations that cover all the arts, human resilience, a little bit of politics, and a lot of humour. You can't fail to have a fantastic time. Hey everyone, how are you doing today, this evening, this morning, whenever you're listening to this and this infinite universe, I have a very special interview today. It's with my two nephews, Storm and Max D'Angelo. I had uh, a guest who had to postpone their interview and I decided to reach out to both of my nephews to see if they wanted to come on and they had time and we chat, talk about their music, they're both formidable musicians. You can find them on Instagram and also on wherever you listen to your music. So I hope you check that out and thank you for joining us. And yeah, it's fun to talk with your nephews who, who you've watched grow up. It's, and Max just moved to New York during the pandemic, which is interesting. And Storm lives out in Chicago. And we get into a lot of, uh, like, what would you say, family stuff and different things in life. So enjoy. Thank you. Have a great day, night morning hopefully you're watching or listening at four in the morning so <laughs> bye so everybody knows we call my mom who's max and storms grandmother we call her gma gma was just always every time i talked to her now she'd be like oh i'm i have a cat with me and she doesn't i don't think she unfortunately i don't think she remembers the name of the cat but uh, it is. yeah, no, she never. It's great though because the cat's name is No Name, so it actually works out really well. That's what I should call <laughs> my podcast: is No Name instead of Constant Constance. And so people know, I named this podcast after my mother. Her name is Constance, and my mom is. Uh, how do we put it? Like she's a strange old bird. Strange old bird. Yeah. And everybody's like, what does the name mean? I was like, I don't know. My mom's just kind of weird. And so I thought, you know, I, I maybe I'll name a show after her and like channel her energy and just be, you know, talk about whatever, you know, I want to talk about instead of just speaking to music or, you know, my own career or something like that, you know? Totally. Um, I think uh grandpa Ken on on my mom's side, our mom's dad has this thing that he says where whoever you are as a kid, you're that, but like tenfold as an old person, like you just dig into that like core person that you are. So I think that's pretty funny thinking about grandma now. Cause she probably had that weirdo ness inside of her all along, but it just took being old to really be <laughs> to become like at the, the gem that we know her as now, you know what I mean? And right. And, and, and she is a gem and it's, it's an honor. I, I, I don't make, I'm not making fun of her. Constant constant. Yeah, no. It's just that my mom, you know, when I was 16 or when I was 10 or when I was 30 or 40 or when I had brain cancer, she just has this way of channeling, you know, and understanding life. It, I mean, you know, now she has some dementia, but even now she's even more herself than ever, I guess. I, I don't know. I feel I, I like I'm performing, but I'm trying to be be nice to my mom, but also let people know that that I spoke to her 
maybe a week ago. And I said, Hey mom, do you want to introduce your podcast? And I showed her the logo. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> and she's like, well, you have to give me time to prepare. And I said, yeah, you can take all the time <laughs> you want. And she goes, you named a show after me? I was like, yeah. And, you know, Gma doesn't know about the internet. So I just call it a talk show, whatever. Same yeah. thing, right? And uh, I got your cousin, my other nephew, Enzo, involved. So I think tomorrow we're going to try a performance. I don't know. I think it'd be great. She cool. says, welcome to my show featuring my son or something. I don't know. Yeah. You can have her be the... Da, 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 this time and she, she opens you up <laughs> um, <be> amazing <laughs> yeah uh, that, i'm kind of like shocked by the no name thing oh that's yeah so sad yeah definitely um so what are you guys up to let me just uh let me do a quick intro here welcome everybody and i'm with my two nephews today we have storm storm you want to wait well max peaced that's Storm waving, and Max is uh, here with us, and they are my brother's sons. And uh, I would like to, Storm, I pretty much brought you up on every podcast, so I'm just going to make you co-producer <laughs> or something like that. Assistant producer. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Max is uh, just moved to New York. Storm lives in Chicago. Just Max just moved to New York, and as I said uh, in our pre-interview lives in a, a place on East 11th street for 750 bucks. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the 1970s again, man. My rent, when I moved to New York in 1986, I lived on Ludlow street. My rent was 172 a month. There I you can't, go. I can't, <laughs> not. Okay. Oh okay. I've always had good karma with rent. I don't know why, but I've always had right. good karma, right. but people are like, man, you didn't pay 172. I said, yeah. And have you ever seen the honeymooners? Either of you? Have you seen oh the man, way long ago. That was definitely like our mom watched that. You know, when we were kids, kind of movie. It's not a movie; it's a TV show. But okay. Uh, okay, then. I have no idea. <laughs> Max, you haven't seen it? No, no. no. Time I laughed. Well, anyway. So we had a tenement apartment is what they called it back then. And the bathtub was in the kitchen and I literally slept in like just kind of that part of the house over there. Kind of what you're dealing with Max, but much worse. And the ladies upstairs, I haven't told you guys this storm. I think I told you, but, uh, Man, huh? I've heard so many stories. Right. There's a few I could pick out, but this one I'm actually not remembering. So I'm actually pretty excited for it. And the ladies upstairs were, it, it was, it was back in the day when I come home after seeing a show, you know, maybe at two or three in the morning and there'd be crack files all over the street and the ladies upstairs were dealers. So all night they'd have people coming up and down the stairs. And of course, as you know, in these buildings, you can hear fucking everything. Yeah. And then they would have sex. I mean, we weren't sure if they were dealers or hookers or both. They were women, but all night it was just constant rumbling and one one time when I was coming home, I think it was the Village Vanguard or the Village Gate, one of those jazz clubs, and this guy chased me home with a with a bat, like or a stick, whatever. I didn't look that hard. He had a big, 
yeah. piece of wood. I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter what it was. Like, just no. get the fuck out of there. No, I was <laughs> just, just like, gone. I was like, home, <laughs> like get home. And but when I got home, I'm dealing with crack files, and then my upstairs neighbors who were whatever they were doing. Well, I mean, at least you're at the crack house. You don't fuck with the crack house. So the guy probably left you alone. Right. Like going off the other, he's like, "Well, I can't go in there, man. Otherwise, I'm not going to get my crack." I was just talking to a friend today about the spree of of crime on my in my neighborhood. I I think I told you both about this, right? I don't think no? so. I don't think I know this. No, I haven't heard about this. So the other day, I caught a guy stealing a package. What are those people called? Package pirates or something? There's a name for them. <laughs> There's probably some funny uh, little. Yeah, I like package pirate. We should yeah, let's go with there. package let's, pirate. Let's, let's yeah. roll with that. And, and since your uncle's a butt pirate, I'll, I'll let it. I'll, I'll let <laughs> you it. heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I see this guy like ripping open a package across the street, and I don't really think anything much of it. But then he comes across to my house and to my neighbors. And starts looking at the packages on their stoop, kind of like he's shopping. I have a video. I'll send you the video. Ooh, I like the idea of shopping. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just window shopping. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not like, kidding you. And the, I, 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 I filmed it, and then I was like, huh. Well, he ended up not taking it because his accomplice saw me filming, so they started to act like, hey, we're just looking around. Oh, that's a nice door on that yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were looking in the garbage mm. can. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> and uh, I ended up sending it to Marty Markowitz, who is the ex-borough president of Brooklyn, who lives across the street, and his wife. And it turns out this guy's been stealing packages throughout the neighborhood. And they're like, you're the first one to get them on film. And the, I talked to the cop. His name is Detective McGrath. I'm thinking about having him on the show. He's like, hey, Andrew, this is a this is a really fucking good video, man. I mean, you really got his face in the shot. And, you know, you really did a good job. And I was like, I was just filming this shit. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I'm talking to the NYPD, trying to catch this guy. And then... I, there's another dude stealing our garbage cans and I caught him yesterday and he tried to beat me up and my neighbor. And it's just like, what the hell is going on? I mean, with this pandemic, things are just crazy, right? Yep. Yeah. We had a weird one at work. Uh, I work at passion house coffee, by the way, a coffee shop in Chicago and roastery. Um, but we sell Rishi teas and we sell their tea boxes and uh, each box is like 15 bucks. You really like specialty coffee grade tea version. And uh, for some reason, so there's like two boxes on either side of this mushroom tea, which is like decaf and then uh, Jasmine tea. And in the middle, I was doing stock yesterday at work and I noticed that we only had one box left. Like we don't really sell box teas that often, especially like uh, the elderberry one. And we only had one left. And I was like, where did they all go? Did someone just like jack all the teas or did we actually sell them? Or like, it's such a weird thing to just have disappear all of a sudden. So we're currently on the, uh, the search. Um, it's going to be because we're like worst case scenario is you just have to go through the footage and just sounds like a, sounds like forward. a tea pirate. Yeah, it's a tea pack. <laughs> They're out there. Watch the GOP out. is coming into Passion House. It, it, it's a tea, a tea bagger. 
<laughs> I just remember that time wow. that, that you talked, Max, I think you were talking about teabagging and your dad got really pissed. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So, so you were talking about dad, when was the last time you teabagged, you know, a girl or something and he got no so way. mad. No yes. way. Yes. It was I very similar to that. This. And the funny part, we started laughing because your dad kept saying teabagging. How do you know about teabagging? You can't talk oh about God, teabagging this. and teabagging. You, you're too young. To, you were like 13 or 14, but he kept saying teabagging. And we're like, oh, my God, stop saying teabagging, dude. And he's like, I don't know why you even know what that term is. And I was like, I was like all right, I need to leave the room because uh, I think this is kind of funny. But yeah. uh, you don't remember that, Max? No, I can't believe I would say that, though. <laughs> Maybe I was trying to break the ice or something. That's so funny, though. That's great. Do you remember it, Storm? I, I actually do remember it, not because of Max saying it, but our dad's reaction to it. He just kept. So I was older it. than Max, right? So I'm like three years older, so I'm right. aware of what. I probably saying. thought it was hilarious too. <laughs> we were just laughing at him, and he got madder yeah. and madder, and said teabagging and teabagging more and more, and then we're like, okay, well, uh, you know, probably should like, you know. You know, de-escalate the situation. I think we all. I think he sent you guys to your room or something. I don't know. Damn. (laughs) One of the one of the best uh, anime uh, turnarounds of all time is that our father is now the person making those jokes. We we crossed the threshold. Whatever that. I feel like that's probably a thing with a lot of parents and their kids, right? At some point, you kind of transcend that that dynamic, the like parent child, and you kind of just become like adults and you're both like okay we both are like our own individual humans going through this thing and then that that kind of changes it for sure and now yeah dad to- yeah he totally just like it feels like more free and more open and it's fun it's fun i'm loving it i'm loving the way things are building what what's the threshold what do you mean by that i don't know what that means you've crossed crossed the um, threshold like I've noticed when my friends will talk about their relationship with their parents and stuff, it tends to be like, as we like the children age, it seems like the relationship changes with our own changes, I guess. And then I guess I'm um, the threshold would be like at whatever point storm just made, like when I, when your parents start being the ones to make the jokes and when your parents invite you out to the bars and you know, when they start like saying naughty words and they actually mean it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Max, you and I were talking to, by the way, let me just, I want everybody to know that both of my nephews here are amazing musicians. Storm, um, well, is amazing saxophonist, but just is, is a creator, uh, musically in general and makes these, and we're doing this podcast, uh, impromptu as I had a cancellation and, but it's, we're around Christmas 2020 and storm makes these amazing Christmas uh, yeah. music. I was thinking about the one I'm dreaming of a storm. Classic. Yeah. The, the baritone. I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't even get down to where you get down to like, you know, the octave, but it's so good. So good. Yeah. And that's all natural too. That was my favorite part about that song was that most of my friends and like family, like my dad and my mom, no one believed that I could sing that low, but it's actually like, I talk on like right now I'm talking on like the top end of my range, actually. Like 
my my most of my range is in the mid to low like baritone kind of range so it's really funny that was like a total like because that was the first one i really did uh and presented it to the public and people were just like thought it was funny didn't believe i could do the things that i was doing right that you had used a like, plug-in or something like that or an effect to get yeah exactly just like octavize down right and so i was just like okay i'll do it again and then uh, the third year I was out in Copenhagen, uh, Denmark, and we got an uh, extended break, as you always do. Uh, you always get more time off because they're all about time off, which is fantastic. So I spent a week in the studio, nonstop, slept there, woke up, made music, got coffee from the canteen, um, and then produced my first feature, uh, full feature-length Storm Christmas album. Um, this year, though... Instead of doing a lot of songs, I'm trying to focus on one specifically. We'll see if I can do more, but uh, the one is going to be good. And I'm trying to make it like hi-fi, essentially. No uh, little quirks or anything. I'm going to really try to get it in. And I've enlisted the help of Max with the, at least doing the vocals, if not mixing it down for me. Cool. Um, uh, I, I need the vocals to sound um, like the person is emulating. Um, I, I, I think it won't work. I want to. I want to say also that my nephew Max is. I, I don't know, Max. You just have this ear for mixing that's just. Uh, I. This is going to sound dorky, but it's very special. But it is very special. <laughs> you have a rude. natural ear, and thanks. <laughs> if, if my friends don't blink at your mixes, I mean, you and I during quarantine or pandemic or whatever the fuck is going on at this point have been working on music. And if I can send, you know, my high level musicians a mix that you did of a song that we played together, and they they don't say anything about the mix, I think you're onto something. Yeah. <laughs> so you're both of my nephews are very talented musicians is what I'm trying to say. But anyway, go ahead. Love Max. Yeah. Well, I'm, as I'm just excited that I'm honored that I get to partake in this Christmas music. I was waiting last year. I was like, I wonder if Storm's going to let me do this. And then this time I got the call. <laughs> I got, I got <laughs> my manager hopped on the phone and, and got me the gig, man. I'm excited. <laughs> so was the first question, how much does it pay? <laughs> no, nah, it should have been, should have been. I was asking, actually, I asked how much do I get paid for you mixing it for me? Yeah, yeah. he's like, how much are you going to pay me for this opportunity of a lifetime here? And there's there's kind of a running theme on my podcast as I've talked to people like Danae Greenfield and Maya Letterer, Chef, and Danae is a great, amazing keyboardist who got paid a hundred bucks to be on a Grammy-nominated record with John Legend, by the way, which I find very interesting. Um, right. And no residuals as of yet, she's working on it, but there's sort of a running theme that, you know, Max, my, my nephew, Max here, I asked if, if he knew anybody who could design a logo for the podcast and he goes, yeah. And I reached out to a friend of his who I won't name, who says, yeah, I'd be willing to work with you. It's 50 bucks an hour. I can give you an estimate of the cost once we talk. And I was like, I don't think that's the greatest way to walk in the room. And I'd like to hear either of your reactions to that. I think I sent that text to both of you. Yeah. I was like, I, I, you know, I mean, if somebody came to me, you know, a senior of myself and said, hey, you know, I want to play music with you. I wouldn't be the first thing I wouldn't say is, well, I charge, you know, 500 bucks an hour or whatever. Well, 
Well, first, uh, I got to say that I'm super down to talk uh, music industry because I think more than ever, it's become such a, a individually, uh, like, uh, it's a world of individuals more than ever. It, it's really like mm. everyone has to do their own thing in their own way. Um, there's no, like, un- there is no universal for all of us now. There's no, like, real, like, up- obvious updraft. You make it to the tour scene. You make it to this or that. Because um, everything's been shaking up and all those little cracks of financial stability for companies and stuff like that um, have all just like blown wide open because of uh, the pandemic and also just because it naturally was going that way anyway. Um, So it's actually, I thought it was super interesting that this was this uh, guy's way of mitigating any sort of conversation about leading up to where the point where he would say this is the money instead he's just like here's the money this is how it has to happen and if you don't want it you don't want it if you do you do super interesting it's such a unique way that i think takes more maybe more guts to do than to like talk your way into something um because maybe it's just he's busy or he wants to be busy or he's putting that energy out there that like this is like his value. I don't, I don't know, but I actually thought it was kind of cool. I don't think it maybe is the best business method, but I thought it was cool that he was so upfront with this is how it's going to be right out of the gate. And I think we only reached the point of someone doing that um, in the age group of this person through the conversations that we've been having for the past five years in the music and arts worlds. Um, So I think I find it interesting Maybe not the best way, but very interesting. Thank you, Storm. Max, do you have a response? or? Yeah, I mean, I can speak to my own experience. I mean, having you, Andrew, having you share what that was like on the, on the receiving end of it was really helpful for me because I'm in the boat that, like, me and all my design friends are and all my roommates, like, we're all have the skills like we skilled up and we're trained and we're like ready to be professionals and we're starting the freelance thing. And it's like, how do you even do this? Like, what is the steps? What's the procedure? And I guess like we're all kind of playing around with like figuring it out. Um, and it seems like he has found that either works for him or maybe it's something he's just trying out right now. Uh, and that's how it is for me too. Like I kind of changed the way I, go about trying to get clients and stuff every time just to like learn from it all. I feel, I feel as though it's, it's a, it it is a conundrum. I mean, you don't want to walk in the room and say, I'm willing to give away all of my art or creations for free. I understand that, Mm -hmm. but there's a certain level of respect. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just, old guy, young guy thing. Maybe, maybe I don't like that. My students call me Andrew instead of Mr. D'Angelo, or maybe, you know, there's thing, there's just, I mean, there's this whole thing going around about Dr. Jill Biden and how she could, can't call herself doctor. Cause she's, you know, doesn't have a medical degree. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there's a level of respect that, needs to and the part of the reason i texted you is i was like you need to straighten this boy out and (laughs) you need to tell him that he has to put different clothes on and walk in the room again and you didn't and it's fine and also by the way 
I can fucking make a, a logo. I, I really, I, I really was just going, all right, I can do this myself. And I did, even though I'm getting criticism and positivity, you know, both applause and criticism for it. But it's just really, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't really get, you know, if you work at a restaurant or a cafe or whatever, you may negotiate your wage, but you kind of got to take what they give you. Right. I think it's uh, different from like a restaurant gig though, in the sense that it's highly specialized and he's capable of producing a quality of design. But he should say that that's what he says. Right. He Maybe does not he, start yeah. fucking talking numbers. He says, you know, what I do, nobody else can do. And if you want yeah. to work with me, I'd be happy to work with you. Then I'd be like, oh, all right. That's kind of a badass, right? Yeah, I wonder if, I mean, even on my end, I don't even say that. I think it almost goes without saying. So then maybe it's good to address that right off the gate. Be like, look, in case you don't know. Yeah, never, never assume that someone already did the research on you and they're already there. Right, because like, maybe context, there's more bullshitters out there than we than I think. Yeah, my one design experience is through my friend, David Small Design. Insert logo. Uh, he's a really <laughs> good guy, but we, we, we've worked together for like a year and a half now. Um, but he just, he immediately sends his portfolio to anyone that he's with. He attaches it in the next email. Right. Mm. Um, so... Maybe there's something like the idea is maybe there's something you didn't even know that was possible. Like, and so, or the, like the customer didn't know what's possible could be done. So now he's given his best work, his things that he thinks represent himself, but also gave ideas to the customer. So now you're kind of in his pocket already. Like that yeah. is way more appealing to me than the, you know, here's my paycheck. And, and, and this is what you expect from me. But the reality is, intuitively, I think that kid is going to go places. So I probably should work with him because I think someday he'll be Chanel or Gucci or something, oh, yeah. like Coca-Cola or Nike. Like yeah, there's, there's going to be that one guy who just says yes to the money straight up because there's no issue. And then you know, it's a non-issue. Like he already wanted him in the first place. I guess the problem is more outreach rather than like making connections rather than having a connection make you yeah, I don't know. It just felt weird. I mean, I am going on 60 and it's, it felt weird to have a kid like start like telling me, you know, here are my prices. I, I, it felt a little strange, but at the same time, mm -hmm. I was like, this kid's kind of a badass. I saw his work. I did glance at his Instagram. I was like, I, it's kind of, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good shit. No, he's, yeah. That's why I said, sent him to you because he's, really really good <laughs> it's yeah. the effort that i feel like the effort just shines through i love i love people who whatever they're doing if you if the effort just like glows like that you can just see that they're relentless about it i love that my nephew storm lived in copenhagen for three years right or was it four years three years right yeah it's just just a little over three okay just a little over three yeah okay. it's like when you when you don't get to age like 10 yet it's just like you always have to be specific like i'm three and a half Almost 23, we were just after that, that same joke. I, I had the same interaction with this uh, Norwegian trumpet player I interviewed, Seaman Halverson, who uh, also has the best name on the planet, but uh, I called him 30. He goes, I'm not 30. I don't turn 30 till February. I was like, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm right, 29, three quarters. And he actually worked it out. It's like, you know, 20. 3.279. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, wait until you're 60. It doesn't really matter. But uh, anyway, math. Storm lived in Copenhagen and graduated from the Rhythmic Conservatory in uh, in it's Music Conservatory. Rhythmic Conservatory, by the way, is the best name. And I'll have Jakob Bro on here and we'll talk about that. And recently moved to Chicago, but he took me to this place called uh, the McKellar. What's it called? The Mickler? Yeah, Mickler. Mickler Brewery, or at least they have a bar in Copenhagen that you took me to. And did you want to do your, yeah, oh, you're drinking it now. Did you yes. want to <laughs> say something about them? Do you have words or? Yeah, absolutely. Mickler Beer. A fine one, a fresh one, delicious every day, all day. Try their new male beer program. For only a lot of money, you can get four beers delivered to your door. Nicolor beer. Probably the best beer on earth, but that's Carlsberg ad. So uh, almost probably the best on earth. I don't know. What, it, what is a, what can you actually legally say? I don't know. This <laughs> No, but I do love them. Um, <coughs> Did you uh, say post, for a lot of post money? production people, please cut out uh, the Carlsberg ad. <laughs> yeah, it's really expensive, but I mean, it's that's the thing though. Um, in Denmark, I absolutely love uh, Denmark for a lot of things. There's also yeah, when you live too. there, of course, you learn a lot of troubles. But coming back to the states, you're like, oh, okay, maybe there wasn't actually any problem. <laughs> but, uh, it takes going back to America to remember how good that shit is, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a beer, and this is going to sound insane. A beer from Mikular, like one of their, not they're just like their normal ones, but like if you go to their bar and get like one of their like small bag. Uh, or like one-time brews or something like that, it can cost you $15 for a beer, like easy, uh, which sounds absolutely insane. It's about a hundred kroner. Um, but I swear to God, it's worth it on every level. It's If you like beer, they have such unique options. You can taste as much as you want before you order a full one. There's no real, like, everything's very chill and relaxed. Yeah, uh, Mikuler's fantastic. Probably my favorite beer company. Um, which is saying a lot because Six Point is also pretty freaking awesome, but that's not available at me. Somehow Mikuler is, but Six Point isn't. All right, so we got to talk to our our friends at Six Point and say, "Hey, man, you gotta, like, get your shit." Yeah, we there. should definitely get a Six Point sponsorship. Yeah. Um, I can't tell if you just trashed Mikuler or gave him love. I don't. I'm not really sure. I don't know how I feel. It's such a deep relationship. You know? I don't know how that date, that date went. Been, right there. I've been married to them for like 20 years. <laughs> like, am I going to live without them? No. But am I happy all the time? <laughs> also? No. For 20 years. So you've known them since you were six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go detail on the dates, well, it was till this, he was six and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, it's six and uh, what days today? Six and three days. Right. <laughs> right, Storm just had a birthday. And I hope you had fun. I'm 26. I don't have health insurance. I'm a part of the majority in America. Right, and but that's the one thing that people 
complain about is when they go to Norway or Denmark or even Sweden or Finland, which I've traveled to all those countries a lot, but it's, they complain, well, everything's so expensive. Yeah, but you have free health care. You can go to school. And you get paid if, to go to school. You get paid to go to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I talked to Seaman Halverson about this because he teaches at um, a conservatory in Stavanger, Norway. And yeah, it, it's like, yeah, you paid 15 bucks for a beer, but you're, you know, you're spreading the wealth, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're making it so people, if they, as you did storm, break your arm, you can go to the hospital. They fix it yeah. up. And uh, Storm had a bike accident, but I mean, I mean, Max, you're like living in Manhattan now, which we used to call the city, which it doesn't seem people call it that anymore. Living in Manhattan, I mean, you have no health insurance. I mean, you're just right. You you pay your rent, and you're just yeah. In Washington, I was on. I got on Obamacare or whatever it's called now, like Apple Health or something like that, and I was able to. I had to go for some reason I forget, but it worked, and that was cool. But it's very, very limited, and you know, it's a rough scene for sure. What's a rough scene? Like tr- healthcare in America, like trying to get old healthcare. I think if I want to get healthcare out here, I have to work for like a full year or something like that. There's some like rule, so it's like it's a little challenging, like moving around a lot for sure. I actually figured out the best meta to get yourself free healthcare in America. This is a total life hack, absolutely. So all you have to do is go through six years of medical training and then get yourself a high paying job at a hospital and the hospital will actually pay for your medical care. Right. Just commit your life to getting healthcare. Yeah. So you have to spend, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars at a medical doctorate program, graduate with honors. And then of course that means you have no social life or uh, no one loves you. And then you, <laughs> I just, uh, but yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I can uh, see the comments flooding in on that statement storm. Uh, to uh, be honest, I have <laughs> two friends, one who is a medical professional and they don't have health insurance. They're an RN registered nurse for those who don't know. Oh yeah. And no, not everybody in the medical world has health insurance. Yeah, I was just giving him shit. Uh, my partner is uh, also a nurse at does a hospital. She, does your girlfriend or your partner, sorry, does she have yeah, health nurse. insurance? Yeah, they have to pay for it, of course, but uh, it's not. It, there is no free Medicare in the U.S. I mean, I, I don't even think doctors get free Medicare, but they probably still have to pay for it or have it subsidized some way through. Do you remember... Do you remember when I broke my thumb and we were in my bathroom and you cut my cast off? Yep. Yeah. So Andrew, Andrew, life hack like, number I two. Think, <laughs> cut your Andrew, I think you off. did it, right? You, yep. Weren't you the one with the scissors? Yeah, that was fun. That, I was so nervous. I remember. I, I, I'm like the dope, crazy uncle, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'll uh, do anything. All right. You want me to cut your cast off? Sure. I was like, I don't know. Like, are we allowed to do this? It's been about two weeks. Uh, yeah, take it off. It was so funny. I was like. And you're fine. nervous about that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no reason yeah. to spend like eight grand on getting your cast cut off. Well, that's what it was. Because we the deductible or whatever, just we were like, then we're not going back there. Like, we're, we're, like we're either you're keeping it on or it's coming off another. Way. <laughs> just keep it on. Yeah, just keep it on indefinitely. Let, let's just be let's be super clear so that people know that we're not just bullshitting. Your dad's deductible, I think, was thirty five hundred dollars. That's what I remember. Maybe more. It might. It might have been higher. five grand. It might have been five yeah. grand at that time. 
and he had that corporate gig and, and it wasn't worth it for him to spend five grand of his own money. And the bill, like you said, would have been eight grand total to go get your cast off. I was like, ah, let's cut the shit off, man. Loved it. Um, yeah. For as uptight as your dad is, I'm the complete opposite at times. And I, I think I scared him when I was like, ah, what's, you know, I do remember that actually. Like, oh my yeah, God, did I hit your fine. skin? <laughs> it's <was> fine. <laughs> but I, I feel like it was kind of a, you know, old school rock and roll moment. Like you were no, freaking totally. out. I, you were I, freaking out, but you were kind of like, all right, this, this you because you did <laughs> that, I actually used that at a uh, 5E, <laughs> the uh, Monday Club out in Copenhagen, because I broke my wrist and I wasn't going to go back to the doctor, wait for seven hours from them to cut it off. So we had, I just cut it off on at a gig one time in like the middle of the show. It was very funny. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. No one was surprised though, sadly. That place takes a lot to surprise anyone. Right. And Storm <laughs> likes to make everything about himself, by the way. But anyway... Ha, ha. Oh, I thought I was just uh, bringing up. No, come on. All right. Well, <laughs> have a good day. Tell <laughs> um, Mike. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry. It's buzzing. Shit. That's dope. That's my sax, Mike. Oh, wait. <laughs> is yeah. it a love or what is that? Is that an uh, it's audio Technica uh, right. guitar mic, which nice. turns out is pretty good for saxophone. Does um, it need phantom power? Which, which audio yes. tech is it? Yeah, uh, uh, leaning over. Uh, the Pro 70 made in Taiwan. There's a little phantom power thing. Rad. That is, I love that. Look at that little box. It's Fine. good audio for like vocals um, and I guess acoustic guitars, but it, it just like cuts off at like 600 and it's just like a steep slope to nothing. So if you want to use bass at all, it just it doesn't work. I have uh, for a traditional bass. That's an AT2020 I'm using here. So nice. What, what are you using, Max? Are you just on your laptop or something? Or Yeah, I'm just talking on my laptop. What microphones do laptops use? Write in the comment section. We don't know. We would like to know. Yeah, I don't know. Do different laptops have different microphones? So do they just use all the same generic microphone? Write in the comment section below. Give us a like, a thumbs up, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I actually don't I know, though. <laughs> Well, I know that there's a new codec in the phones that that um, attempts to pick up every sound in that it can possibly pick up. So it's annoying when you're talking to somebody and you can hear them, you know, doing dishes or whatever they're doing. Well, annoying to me, maybe not annoying to everybody. Um, yeah, they changed like the compression system on like the new phones or whatever, so it's worse. That's what I heard. Write the in the gate. comment section below if you know if that's true or not. My friend called me last night. We like we used to freestyle with each other a lot when we were together. Now we kind of still try and do it over the phone, but you can't. There is like that gate that they put at least on FaceTime still that makes it so we, it's very frustrating for sure. But on their side, when I think about it, it's like, damn, there's probably no like perfect way to go about doing it as well, I guess. Max, since you're, you're, you have mixing knowledge, what are you talking about? Gate. I mean, people know what gate is, but resident. Um, no, no. Just let Max tell people what he's talking about. So you're on the phone. You're trying to freestyle with a friend. What's going on? Like, right. So literally. Like, so a gate is like if the wave file passes a certain point, the gate will literally shut it off 
or if it, it's actually, it works reverse, right? So if I stop talking all of a sudden, it'll completely silence it. So like practical use would be like, if there's white noise in the background, if you have a gate on it, all the white noise will shut off whenever there's silence. So on a phone, if two people are talking at the same time or something like that, one person can basically, one person speaks at a time essentially is, is what's going on. So if you're doing what we were doing and trying to each rap over the same beat, like one person's got their phone up or something like that. If I speak into the mic, it'll cut the beat off because it's playing on his end, if that makes sense. It only makes sense if it makes sense to you. I was just asking for you to show people your knowledge. That's all. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I understand <laughs> gate. And if Reed Anderson or Dave Douglas or whoever watches these podcasts, I mean, they know what that is, but I was just trying yeah. to show that you understood what you were Wait. talking about. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's something that we've all been struggling with because we got thrust into this environment where we're in this situation and people are trying mm. to make music and, you know, we can't talk over each other or talk with each other or laugh. Cause if you laugh while I'm talking, it covers my voice up, you know, right. Or whatever. Yeah. So we're all in the same boat and people have gone to great lengths to compensate for this shit. And I find it just, uh, Utterly bizarre. I f I'm a member of this private group called the Costco Re Recording Group or something. I mean, they get so deep into it. And they're basically using $50,000 microphones at a live remote stream to piss it out onto the internet so that people can watch a live stream. And they're like, what's the best way to do this? And yeah, I mean, depend, depending on who you talk to, there's no best way to do it. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, you have a Neumann or you have the OBS or you have this converter or you have this mic pre. It doesn't matter because by the time I or you or anybody else is hearing it, it could sound like, you know, whatever, like crap. You never know. My guess is a lot of the things that people are shooting for, like just going off that quote, like, necessity drives innovation, whatever. I bet a lot of the stuff that people are working on trying to figure out there, they might actually end up having practical applications for things we don't even expect. Like there could be something really cool to come out of all this that is just totally from left field. And all of a sudden it like changes the way music is made or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Just like Dawes. I mean, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like before that, I mean, we had to have a mixer and, I mean, and I don't have a huge mixer, but I have all that stuff in my house. I could do a literal analog recording. But now it's if you don't have a DAW or a, an interface or a sound card or something, right? I mean, kind of yeah. fucked. Yeah, I, uh, I've been trying to get my buddy to just download. He doesn't have access to a lot of stuff, but he does have a phone. And I'm trying to get him to download GarageBand on his phone because you can... Even like, I think Isotope even has their own phone software now. I think like the next phase that we're pushing into is literally just doing everything on your phone because you can make the whole song from start to finish and upload it to a DSP all just straight off your phone, which is pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy. That's amazing. Pretty cool. It's uh, like, so for somebody like me, I'm going to have to be like, all right, so now I've got to download Isotope and, you know, like look at my phone and, you know, edit this shit, right? I'm, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I love the accessibility of it. Like to me, I think the best music probably will come out of like all the random, like 12 year old kids who don't have access to anything, but 
like a phone or like whatever they can possibly get their hands on. It's really cool. I bet so so much cool stuff is going to be made on these like really bare 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 minimum. I uh, tomorrow, Storm, you have that look on your face and you're freaking me out, but that's okay. What? I like that look. But tomorrow, I'm having this kid on my podcast. I'm I'm gonna interviewing Uh-oh. Richard Julian. <laughs> Richard Julian and Arthur Kell, who own Bar Lunatico, which I think, Storm, you and I went to, right? I mean, I've played there, but I, I don't know if I took you there or not. Storm? I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure. They're famous musicians in their own right. And I put a post on, I think it was Facebook or Instagram or something, and I said, if anybody has questions, and this kid was like, I'd like to know you know, what it, what it feels like to own a venue during the pandemic. And I'd like to open a venue and he's in sixth grade. And and I was like, but he has a a Beatles cover band, which is crazy. Nice. Like who knows what the Beatles are. And especially when you're like in sixth grade. Oh my God. Talking about bands that were supposed to last forever. The Beatles are like disappeared from the face of the earth. Correct. And so the fact that this kid, so anyway, I, I know his teacher, so I, I didn't get inappropriate. I, I, I texted his teacher and said, you know, would he be willing to come on the show and asked, you know, ask Arthur and Richard his question. And also, I just think it's fucking cool that he has a Beatles cover band. <laughs> yeah, like, that's super rad. Like, that is, that's a great place to start. Like, <laughs> ugh, yeah, we started with Beatles garage band. Yeah, me and Storm. Or uh, rock, rock band? Rock band, yeah. Beatles yeah, rock, rock band. band. We played really? that so much. Yeah. We played it so much. I remember. I used to, like, we used to have this apartment with my mom who moved around everywhere. I had the back room in this back hallway that was always freezing cold, but I got the TV and the Xbox. It was so cool, though, thinking oh, about, it awesome. like, it was, like the the back- ba- it was like a vineyard almost in the back with, like, those yes. bi- the big white wooden coverings and then the floor was the hallway was like red painted concrete yeah or something like it was very cool it's great because like the window was at ground level so you could sneak out and it was about my <laughs> size at the time it was like literally you could just step right out <laughs> it was great and I, it was funny because apparently the whole time my mom knew i was like leaving the house um which is great oh yeah she no she's she's chill man yeah she, uh, was she, like, didn't, she did not care she's like you come back home every day i don't care like, right <laughs> the secret lives of storm and max i remember it, i remember you used to hang out you used to like leave the house at like one in the morning or something i would be so annoyed because you would wake me up and i'm like dude just do it quieter. Like, I don't care you're leaving, but I was like, I know I was, try- like, I was literally just trying I told dad this too. Cause he knew, and I was literally just trying to be as quiet as possible for you guys to be able to stay asleep. Not because yeah. I'm not about leaving. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm my own person. I can do what I want. You know, I'm 16. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was just um, trying to not wake you guys up for your sake. It, it's so funny. Cause, yeah, cause hilarious. storm, you're so fucking loud. I know you don't want to be, but you're just like a loud guy. Like when you I stay know. at my house, I'm like, or when I'm at your house, you know, in Copenhagen <laughs> or whatever, you're so loud. And Max, you're so, you were so uptight, at least as a kid. Yeah. And, you know, you were always pretending to be the perfect one, but we were like, yeah, I don't know if Max is that <laughs> perfect, man. I think he's smoking a joint over in the corner, but whatever. <laughs> and uh, it's just so funny how we all like have this, capacity to try to be something that we're not mm. you know like i'm doing this podcast and i'm like i f- 
fucking old and shit, but I, I don't, I'm an old jazz fuck. I, don't, I actually don't care. I'm kind of cool with it. You know, like at a certain point, we all just got to be like, ah, Storm, you're kind of loud. And yeah. you, you don't go unnoticed. And Max, you're kind of uptight. And, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Th- th- those are judgments, but it's like, it, it is who we are, you know? Yeah, I've been, uh, that's been like a big thing I've been thinking about lately and like talking to like, I talked to this therapist about it one time and it's actually a lot of, especially my see, upbringing. He went to see a therapist. He's uptight, man. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's playing to like expectations that were put on me growing up. So like this, like trying to reach perfection and be a perfect human being was based off of like the way I felt I had to be. And then now I'm working on like, okay, actually I can just be my own person and live how I want to live. And it's fun. Like I'm discovering myself right now. Like I'm in this new, it's great. It's been fun. And this year is going to be really cool for me. Like 2021 is going to be a huge self-discovery. It's going to be really, really rad. I think overall. Um, that, uh, that's beautiful. And I, I, I guess overall joking aside, I, I just understand that, we need to learn to love ourselves and whatever that is, whether it's mm-hmm. tight, whether it's loud, whether it's me who is just totally unpredictable. Although I feel like I'm doing a good job here in this conversation, but maybe I'm wrong, but I, 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 I keep thinking, I don't want to be unpredictable, man. I want to be predictable, but then I can't, it's just not who I am. Like I just go off the rails, which is why I don't, don't do this live because I can't. Because I'm afraid that I'll say something that'll be taken out of context. You know, I think it's like a fundamental for um, at least our family. Um, I mean, of course, other people believe this too, but in our family, like as long as you're being you and you're being genuinely you and you're not falling into a path um, that seems monochrome and you're living your beautiful, colorful life, um, doing your thing, everyone's like, we're okay with that with ourselves, with others, like it's all good. And then to bring it back to that guy asking for 50 bucks an hour, is that him being himself or that, you know, just business talk or, you know, what he feels like he has to do, you get no flavor from that. So we might be a little bit more opposed to that ideology because we uh, fundamentally want people to be themselves. So if I'm loud or Max is nitpicky or Andrew is unpredictable, it doesn't really matter to us because that's how we know you. That's how we want you as long mm-hmm. as it's you always being yourself and allowing for change is really important too, of course. But I think, I think, yeah, human I like that last thing you said too, for sure. That last bit is important as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the, I don't want to be the same person uh, forever. I want to be able to change compared Uh, depending Mm -hmm. on what's going on. Yeah. I think in any long relationship you have, whether it's like a friend or family member or a partner, like if it's goes over years and years and years, you can actually like you can play to their expectations of who you were when you first met them or like the way they fell in love with you, like the person that they know you to be, it can be hard to change. And like people sometimes don't want to see someone else change because they loved that person so much, or it's hard to watch your kid grow up, I'd imagine, or, you know, Something like that. So room for growth is really, really important too. Like loving yourself as you change, I guess. Yeah, totally. And I think uh, the greater whole of American society, as I see it, has probably some of the hardest uh, barriers on change 
mm-hmm. uh, be it in a relationships or socially or whatever it is. I mean, we've kind of ended up in a stagnating uh, political pool where people actually, some people wanted to see Trump win just because it's different than the status quo. And that's like their main reason is because our government stays stagnant, our relationships stay stagnant because you don't want to see people change, but if they don't change, there's nothing new. And people love new and fresh, but they don't like it to the extent that individuals may do. It's, it's such a weird uh, meta arc that I've been thinking a lot about now that I'm back in the States um, for like the past year or so. Like, it's, it's really interesting because change for me is like the most fundamental human thing possible. You're always going to change. You're always going to like adapt to new situations. Um, but it seems like people around just in general, not any individuals, just like the general feel is, you know, if you stay in your lane, your bet that's the best option for you. Like just stay in your lane, keep driving forward. Don't take the detour. Don't see that one route. Um, which brings me to uh, actually the UMAX, which was the huge transitional shift from um, being my brother Max in college to being my brother Max, the producer. And just all of a sudden you entered this world of production. <laughs> you are, you are just a producer, killing Max. It. Yeah, you're killing it. Yeah, you got to like take that ball and run life. with it, dude. And you look kind of look androgynous, which is a good thing these days, Max. So what does that mean? I don't know what that word means. Androgynous. You could be a girl or boy. Oh, red. Yeah. He does, right? Storm? A yeah, bit. absolutely. Because he has the chin line of like a dude, but then the face shape of like kind of a feminine thing. And then you got your dark eyebrows, which you like grew into, which is like, I don't know. There's that one model who I always think of when I think of dark eyebrows. Uh, who is that? Uh, if you know who that is, write it in the comment section. Yeah, right catch me now. modeling for some of the companies. <laughs> Putting that out there, manifest, modeling gigs, New York City, come my way. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's a, it's definitely a good look. And it's actually, I find very, um, I, Andrew, you probably uh, might think this as well, super Scandinavian. Yeah, totally. Like the haircut, a little yeah. pale, not, not in a bad way. No, like, not, not, not in a bad way. Yeah, I, I think Max is it's just funny because I'm the one who lived in Scandinavia and I look so anti-Scandinavian. It's like super goth and that's a cool thing. Like, yeah, yes, makeup there arm. we go. Yes. Uh, I w- I personally, I would work it. I mean, I'm doing my best to work my 50 whatever year old self, but it's like I would just work that shit. So I have a question for you guys. One is I think I think we should wrap up our interview. Max and Storm... I want to thank you so much for being on with me today, even though you're my family. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything, either one of you, something I've been asking everybody, you know, that you just want to say to the world, whether it's pandemic related or streaming or music related and streaming, I mean, you know, what's going on in that world or just anything, sexism, racism, homophobia, Anything that you have to say? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. I'll just say keep following your intuition. I'm doing my best. It seems to be going great. (laughs) Can't say much else than that, I suppose. I would say fight for change and what you believe in, but always remember that 
each person has their own backstory, their own history and spread love as much as you can to each other, you know, be open ears for change. It's, it's okay. We'll be all right. Beautiful. Thank you both so much. And I love you and I miss you, but you know, we'll see each other again at some point. Thank you for listening to this episode of Constant Constance. Tune in every week for new conversations. And if you want even more, check out Andrew's Patreon for more exclusive content and additional conversations. Hosted and produced by Andrew D'Angelo. Edited and mixed by Lucy Little. Original music by Andrew D'Angelo and Maximilian Moore D'Angelo. Intro is Henrietta Weeks. Thanks so much. See you next time. You fucking, yeah, you fucking rocked it. Like she doesn't, she doesn't know she says podcast, right? Like she doesn't even.